Hello and welcome to The Lou Review. This is your host, Rosa, and I'm joined by two special guests today from the Kentucky Restaurant Association. We have the president, Stacy Roof, and Tom Inyert from Gordon Food Service, who also serves on the board of the Kentucky Restaurant Association. And I'm so excited to have you here today. I've met so many cool restaurant owners with great stories, and I'm really excited about learning what you do to support them and kind of group together, because they're all these little independent businesses, and since they're not all under one roof, I would love to hear what you do to bring them together. Sure. So we're the trade association. KRA is the trade association for restaurants in the state of Kentucky. We say we advocate for restaurants, we celebrate restaurants, and we educate restaurants. Um, And we do that a lot of times behind the scenes. We're not a public-facing group. Mm. It's a trade group. So restaurants choose to join us, Mm -hmm. and we uh, represent them. We're kind of their collective voice, uh, especially during things like COVID Mm -hmm. or when laws change or when there's some kind of crisis, it's nice to have one kind of voice speaking on behalf of the industry and as a trusted resource. Do you help restaurants as they're getting started or is it more something that people come to after they've gotten their restaurant established? Both. Okay. Yeah. If they need to figure out, hey, we're new to the state, where do we go? Hmm. Obviously, we can help them down that path. Or Make sure they're set up correctly legally exactly. to operate in the state. We have a lot of uh, vendor partners that we work with that are experts at holding their hands and you know, taking care of insurance, food service, um, accounting, all the different things that they have to have in place before they ever even open their doors. Mm-hmm. And then how how do you fit into this, Tom? Well, at Gordon Food Service, we're intertwined with the restaurant industry because um, we're dependent upon the, re- in, uh, the restaurant industry. We're a broadline food distributor. Mm-hmm. We su- we supply hospitals, education, mm-hmm. and restaurants uh, their food. Any anything that a restaurant needs, uh, from equipment to to all the food that they need. So we we want to be partners with them. That's very important to us at at Gordon Food Service to make sure that we're in the trenches with our customers and and. Uh, Working, working through those issues with them. I know mm-hmm. Stacy through COVID has done some tremendous things with them, with the Restaurant Association and, and legislation. Um, we were uh, instrumental in allowing alcohol to be delivered to to homes during COVID. Well, I think a lot of people would want to give you a medal of honor for that. Well, that's Stacy head, heading <laughs> that up. Um, just a new legislation just passed in July or, or, or became active July 1st was that you could be an 18 year old server now, which we, the labor yeah. pool is so tight. Mm-hmm. And then uh, part of the restaurant association is we're put, we, we, we filter into the national restaurant association and we, and, and th- there's committees out there and we were, uh, the restaurant association was instrumental working with Congress for the restaurant relief fund, getting money mm. to, to our restaurants to keep them in business through COVID. Okay. Now, did they propose the legislation or did they just support it once it got proposed? Well, uh, the board, uh, we have meetings uh, at least quarterly, probably like, what do we have, about six five. meetings, five, six mm-hmm. meetings a year. Mm-hmm. And we dis- discuss legislation. We want to, we decide what battles we want to fight for our yeah. restaurants, what ones we don't want to fight mm-hmm. for. Taxation's a big one that we, we're, we're, mm-hmm. we're concerned about. We're not all anti-taxation. We just right. want a level playing field for everybody. Sure. And restaurants sometimes get picked on by restaurant taxes. Mm-hmm. Why unfairly tax a restaurant, but not any other industry. Mm-hmm. So we play in that arena too. And, and as a board, we vote whether we want to pursue it, um, pursue uh, 
uh, fighting or supporting legislation. Wow, that is definitely not something that's like so public facing like you were mm-hmm. saying earlier. So how did you, how long has the Kentucky Restaurant Association been around, Stacy? It was incorporated as a state association in 1964, but a group of Louisville restaurateurs actually formed the Louisville Restaurant Association in 1933, I oh, believe. Oh, okay. And then they merged that with a Lexington group that formed, mm-hmm. you know, in like the 50s mm-hmm. to form the Kentucky Restaurant Association and incorporate in 1964. And was the National Restaurant Association already a thing at yes. that point? Yes. And then they joined at that point as well in 64? You know, 64? that kind of evolved. I don't think that that, that was um, in place that early. Okay. I think that was more of like a 1980s or early 90s thing oh, where... Okay we had reciprocity and struck up a mutual agreement with all of the states that if if a restaurant becomes a member in our state, Mm -hmm. then we automatically make them a member at the national level. And they have really three memberships in one because they're a member in whatever chapter they may exist in Mm -hmm. at the state level and also then at the national level. Oh, well, I think we have a similar thing for nurses because I'm a part of the American Association of Neuroscience Nurses. And then if you are a member of that, you're automatically in Mm -hmm. the ANA, which is the American Nurses Association. So yeah, similar in that way. It's good to make sure we're staying connected and not too siloed because when you have a common cause like that, it doesn't do anybody any good to get siloed. Right. So how did you get involved in this, Stacy? Have you always been in restaurants? No. I responded to a blind ad in the newspaper, which now seems like, you know, <laughs> so old. In 1995, um, I was looking for my next opportunity. I'd had a job a few years out of college and responded to an ad that was for an administrative assistant for KRA. And he... Uh, It was just, uh, I didn't know what it was. I looked it up in the yellow pages to try and figure out what KRA was and finally deduced by the address, I think, what the association was, did a little research because really the internet really wasn't even that much of a factor, you know, in 1995. So that's kind of how that came about. And I interviewed and then um, after being there for about five years and having some turnover with leadership and things, um, they were looking for the next executive and I threw my hat in the ring and went through the search process and was named CEO in 2000. Well, that is quite a surprising trajectory. You didn't see it going there from that crazy Not at all. Or from that classifieds ad. That's exactly. what that was, right? Yes. I said Craigslist, man. Oh, Sorry. So, Tom, you said you've been in restaurants for, like, ever. 44 years now. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah. were you, like, born in a restaurant? No, I had friends that, and my brothers were in <laughs> restaurants, just various jobs. When, and I started with, like, 16, some various jobs. Not as a surfer, because you said you just changed the age to Right, 18. well, I grew up in northern Indiana, Fort Wayne, oh, Indiana. Oh, okay. But the, same, but the same, you had to be 21 mm-hmm. back then to be a oh. server. So, I was just kind of dabbling around the restaurant business, and then I was going to school, and then Finally, it wasn't going to school, and my mom picked the paper up and said, Hey, Chi-Chi's Restaurant's opened up a restaurant in Fort Wayne. She goes, I want you to go apply. And I went and applied in 1982, so I was 20 years old when I went to apply there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I said, I'm going to I'm gonna get this job until I get a real job. And so, you know, now we're 40 years oh, later, man. and I'm still looking for a real job out there. But right. it's just the industry that's it's, it's built for me. And um, 
just the the mentality of of all the moving parts that go on and that's just kind of that 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 feeds me and that that inspires me to continue on plus i have that servant's heart to to please people and we say we're the industry of opportunity yes you you can't be in this industry and get away easily you know you come back Mm -hmm. you stay because there's if you if you work hard, you're going to have multiple opportunities. Well, and there's a lot of human connection here. When you said, and I was going to wait until I got a real job, I remember saying that to somebody when I was a server, and I was starting at Mitchell's Fish Market, and one of the other servers was so offended at me because he was like, this is some people's real job. This is how we support our family. And we take it really seriously. And we're masters of the craft of serving. And like, they really took it seriously at the time. I haven't been to Mitchell's in a little while. So I don't, I can't say for anything about right now. But, um, but there are so many people who like serving in the restaurant, owning the restaurant, like that is their life. That's their grown up job. And um, so that was eye opening for me then. And I even more appreciate it now because of how much I love going to all the different restaurants. But, um, so what were you saying, Stacy? About the industry of opportunity? Yes, because in making those human connections, mm-hmm. people have these different ideas and they riff off of each other. Mm-hmm. I think it's what I was thinking when you said that. Yeah, there's just, if, if you want to work hard, you're going to get somewhere and you're going to have multiple chances to do that you know, mm-hmm. uh, you're just, there's always a place to go. And, and there are so many applications. If you want to be in healthcare, mm-hmm. but you have a passion for food, you can mm-hmm. do that. Yes. If you want to be in marketing, but you have a passion for food, you can do that as well. And there's mm-hmm. just a lot of different applications. It doesn't have to be your traditional, you know, fine dining or quick service or casual restaurant atmosphere. Right. It's so interconnected. So how did you two meet? Did you meet through the Kentucky Restaurant Association? We did, yeah. When was that? Gosh. Well, I was, I've known, met Stacy <laughs> many years. I can't remember. But then when I became a, started at Gordon Food Service, we were a member. My boss at that time was on the board. Um, he decided not to be on the board. He asked me to, to get on the board. Did so he not we, want to go to meetings? Well, you know, his responsibility, <laughs> as, as we were just a startup uh, uh, in Kentucky, Gordon Food Service, a, dis, a distribution center, and um, we're, we're over a billion dollars a year just in the, uh, out of our distribution center. So the responsibilities yeah. change, but my position working, I'm a business solution specialist, so I'm working directly with customers mm. on their businesses, on their hiring practices, anything on the front, most on the front of the house. I work a little bit with the back of the house. So mm-hmm. it's just a natural fit for me to work in work with, uh, with the Kentucky Restaurant, or be part of the Kentucky Restaurant Association. Yeah, that probably gave you a good, unique insight to speak into those board meetings about this is the need that I see in the community and in this area so that you can work on addressing those needs, And also make connections with our board members because Mm -hmm. the best things that happen at our board members aren't blessing the minutes or (laughs) saying, okay, that sounds like a great plan for that event. That's great. It's what happens when they take breaks and they get to talk to each other or they're having lunch at the same table and they get to share their, what are you doing about this? How are you Mm -hmm. dealing with that? Oh my gosh, are we ever going to get out of this? You know, what can we do? And they give each other ideas and I think they refresh each other so much that to me is the value of being a part of a committee or on our board of directors well that sounds amazing like I'm a huge proponent of making these Mm in-person connections to build community and it sounds like you guys are pretty tight-knit then I think so and I think you know most industries have professional development 
restaurants don't really. No. Because they're so busy, right? Yeah. And so that is their professional development. And mm. it makes me so happy when I see them out somewhere if we're, you know, we had our last board meeting in Northern Kentucky and just to see a group of them go, hey, you want to spend a few minutes together after this is over? And, and it, that just warms my heart because they need that. They don't get that in a professional setting because of the nature of their jobs. Yeah, definitely. So many of these big corporations, like they send education top down and there's nowhere else to get it from really. So I'm really glad to hear you're providing that. So um, what does a restaurant need to do to apply to be in the Kentucky Restaurant Association? The, the membership information is on our website. Our dues aren't a set amount. It's up to each restaurant what they choose. It, it goes by their food and beverage revenue, but it's mm-hmm. the honor system. So mm-hmm. they can fill out an application, choose a level, and for just a few hundred dollars, which are mostly tax deductible, mm-hmm. they can submit their membership and it's approved at the next board meeting. That's awesome. And then do food trucks count? They can be, they can become members as well. Nice. But they've got an they've got a separate association that they mm-hmm. typically belong to at least here in Louisville they well, do. Well, I know about the Louisville Food Truck Association cuz mm-hmm. I got to interview interview Troy King the other day. Mm-hmm. He's a great guy. So I yeah, I just wondered if that would be included. So could they not be both? They could. Okay. Yeah. Just individual basis. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. All right. And then we have a big event that we want to talk about in this episode. Now, if you're listening to this episode and it's like Christmas or summer, you've probably missed it out for 2022, but we're going to talk about the 48th Taste of Louisville event. So since there's been 47 of them, there's probably going to be a 49th. So listen to them describe what Taste of Louisville is and see if you can get a ticket for either 2022 or in the coming years. Mm-hmm. So whose idea was Taste of Louisville? This was in 1974. We have a separately incorporated 501c3 organization, the Kentucky Restaurant Association Educational Foundation. And they were looking at, for fundraisers for their then scholarships that they mm. would grant to Kentucky high school students pursuing a culinary education in Kentucky. Mm. And the Taste of Louisville was born. And that was the first and continued to be the biggest fundraiser for that education foundation getting started. Yeah, it says you're going to have 25 chefs from all the the best restaurants in Louisville are going to be there at the Melwood Arts Center. Mm -hmm. And um, is it always there or does it kind of like move around? It's been multiple places. It's been at Bowman Field. It's been Mm -hmm. at Churchill Downs. Mm -hmm. It was for many years at the Executive Inn or the Executive West uh, Hotel across from the Fair and Expo Center. And so it's been all around. Well, that's fantastic. So um, this year we're not sponsoring scholarships. It's called Frankie's... Angels? Frankie's Family. Frankie's Family. And they have um, angel sponsorships that they do for Mm -hmm. children as well as senior adults, right? Correct. Yeah. So how did we get connected to Frankie's Family? Well, as I'm on the, I'm a co-chair of the Taste of Louisville along with Kimberly Thompson. And we had a a meeting when we started launching this. Our first tough question was, are we going to have it? You know, Mm -hmm. because we've been a two-year hiatus with COVID. Restaurants are facing 
uh, staffing issues and like that. But we decided yeah. we're going to make we're going to go and, and put this together, which is going together pretty well. So we, we're just passing around ideas, and, and we have been over the years have been aligning ourselves with charities mm -hmm. to allow charities to get exposure mm -hmm. and to raise money for their charities. And somebody came up with a, a somebody uh, suggested Frankie's family started mm -hmm. talking about it. Called Frankie himself, and it was just a natural. It's just a natural uh, fit for us because you're never going to find more generous people than people in the restaurant industry. And right. and uh, and Christmas, you know, families don't have uh, the means to buy Christmas gifts for their kids, or 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 seniors don't have mm -hmm. the ability to to get coats and and mm -hmm. and, the, and important things that they need. And so we thought that was just a natural fit right there. So yeah. So we're gonna we're partnering with Frankie's family. They're gonna have auction there at their at the at the event. Mm -hmm. We're also having a coat drive, so when people can bring in oh, coats, good. so when they come, they can bring in a coat, drop it off there. And plus, mm -hmm. when they show up there, Frankie's gonna be there with his with his um, team, and they're gonna you know they they'll take money, they'll take mm -hmm. donations at that point. Um, and we just think that's just such a natural fit with the restaurant industry and yeah. the Kentucky Restaurant Association. So we're we're really excited about this uh, partnership. So is it like adults and kids coats or like all ages? Yeah, we'll take adults and kids coats. Okay. Absolutely. I think they're asking for new coats. Yeah, okay. they are with, asking for new okay. coats. So like right with there. the tags on. And so. we, yeah. we feel like it'll probably primarily be kids coats but yeah, we think but so. i don't think he's going to turn away any coat that's that's right. donated at all good yeah i know last year we were taking up coats for um the mayfield yes. uh, family so yeah that should get a really good turnout um and they're gonna have an auction yeah mm -hmm. oh, that's fun yeah i love events with auctions <laughs> So is this like going to have a sit down element to it with like a speaker or is it just like people walk around to the different yeah, booths? Yeah, there's good, people are just going to walk around. We're going to have about 25 restaurants, maybe 30 restaurants. We're going to have um, probably a 15 to 20 uh uh, beverages that could be distilleries coming in with Ooh. them so people can try you know uh, bourbon the, the, uh, be a, mm -hmm. a huge bourbon presence there yes and there'll be count on and, that and, 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 <laughs> and our local beer you know yes, something like good. against the grain will be mm -hmm. there and, mm -hmm. and they'll be providing their 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 tasting of their beer we're going to have a dj there we're going to have live music there on Ooh. the on the patio outside mm -hmm. um it's just going to be, and it's just you just walk around and, you, and just and sample and talk and just a lot of, a lot of fun. It's just it's just it's going to be, we're 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 shooting for five six hundred uh, guests in there and probably mm -hmm. a total of eight hundred people, uh, oh, in that yeah. in the at the Melwood Art Center, um, in the Da Vinci Room and it's just mm -hmm. such a beautiful venue to have it there. It's just mm -hmm. a natural, parking's close. Yes. it's going to be easy to come. It's weather. It's weather protected. Uh, yes. Uh, two years ago, or the, two times ago, we were at Churchill Downs, and it wasn't too bad, but mm -hmm. it was cool, you know. Yeah. And people, people, you show up and dress. Women show up in dresses, mm -hmm. and men in short sleeve shirts, and we a little chilly. And yeah. then the last time in 2019, mm -hmm. we picked the hottest day of the year to have it outside. Oh, no. So we're, we're we're climate controlled this time, and uh, um, but it's all for a good cause, and uh, uh, and it's also the highlight our our restaurants and show show everybody the restaurant scene there so we're excited about it this year that just sounds so incredible and you're right i respect the need to be climate controlled because you can pick any day of the year and you never know what you're gonna get around, around here, here. Mm -hmm. so true <laughs> so what else do you do throughout the year do you have any other regular events or is this like the big event and the rest of the time it's more like board meetings and well, the Louisville chapter, since that's kind of what we're talking about, mm -hmm. 
has a variety of things throughout the year. They, uh, they try to have a social event um, or an opportunity for members to gather together at least quarterly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether it's a, a holiday mixer or um, just an opportunity to gather at a restaurant and, and hear a speaker or mm-hmm. just like have a forum. Like, yeah. How are you all living through all this? You know, and talk to each other. Um, so it's a good, it's a good group. Um, they do a lot of good things together and they have a, fo- uh, I'm sorry, a golf outing called the firecracker scramble in June. Aww. Huge. Yeah. I, I, I say it's not a three ring circus. It's a five ring circus, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It, it, that is, People are you know, serious about their golf here. I played a lot of golf and a lot of scrambles and, and I see people, especially the first people time people come to this golf scramble it's usually about the middle of june and they're just blown away there's so much food around there and drinks mm-hmm. and just people it's just restaurant people cutting up or people <laughs> associate, but anybody could buy anybody could mm-hmm. buy a foursome to mm-hmm. this and and it's and it's sold out every year yeah and yeah. it's just a lot of fun yeah this is amazing i'm so glad to have met you guys because we're probably gonna run into each other again because this is exactly my scene now mm-hmm. so all right, and um, what's, can you spell out your website for us that sure. the restaurants can look you up at? Sure, it's kyra.org. If you're listening and you're interested in tickets for The Taste, you can either go onto Facebook and like the Taste of Louisville page. All the ticket information and links are there. But you can also go to etix, etix.com and search for The Taste of Louisville and find your tickets that way. There's sponsorships available. There's ticket packages available so that if you buy, you know, maybe four tickets, you're mm-hmm. only paying one processing charge instead of oh, multiple processing charges if every friend buys their own ticket. Maybe it's a double date night or something mm-hmm. fun like that. And that's a pro tip right there. She's telling you how to absolutely. save on the service yeah. charge. We that's good advice. Tickets. We really want to come back strong mm-hmm. this year and for the restaurants to have the support that, that they need to see, I think, from the public. And, you know, they, they really put a lot into these events. They're donating their food. Mm-hmm. They're donating their time, which is more critical than ever. You mm-hmm. know, with staffing shortages, it's hard to run a business and serve the people that are in your business and do a completely separate off-site event and do both really, really well. And so, you know, we need to practice grace and patience mm-hmm. and just kind of love them through all of this stuff while they're trying to remind people how wonderful they are because we're blessed with so many different um, types of cuisine in this town. It's mm-hmm. easy to forget about some of our favorites. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll jump around and we'll land on this new favorite and mm-hmm. we'll completely, not even on purpose, mm-hmm. just ignore the, the first few that we loved the most. And so... We've got to give them all equal time and celebrate the great scene that we have. Well, I think uh, one thing I noticed at the last taste event that was similar to this that I was at was um, the restaurants that even I would have a preconceived notion of. And I didn't realize what their food was even really like. I try to go to a new restaurant every time I go out. I don't repeat myself. But even so, it's like trying like chef michael crouch was there from the red yeti and i totally voted for his food to win the people's choice award and it it did on purpose but Are like you it was amazing about the taste of independence i think i was talking was it about at the that. olmstead yeah oh my gosh that had so many great 
great so companies many. There. It was really hard to choose. And I almost thought about vi- voting like five different times. But um, <laughs> but I was like, when I see the sign for the Red Yeti, I'm like, oh, that's probably going to be some like manly bar food, you know. And um, the people that I had known that went there fit that description, right? And then he hands us this extremely elegant, complex yet simple meal in a few bites. And I was just like awed with respect and so now I'm just like this huge fan of the Red Yeti and I still haven't Mm -hmm. even been there so it's a great time to explore places that you may not know if you want to go in the door or not or maybe that location's not convenient to you and have it all in one place so thank you so much for putting this on where it's convenient. We're happy yeah, to, yeah. and we thank Gordon Food Service for being our title sponsor too. Yeah, yeah. We, at Gordon Food Service, we want to give back to the community. That's a big part of our core values: is being part of the community and supporting our restaurants there. One really nice thing about these tastes are you go and you it's you, we're bringing the kitchen out front. Mm-hmm. So you're talking to yeah. the people that are serving you the food and preparing the food. Those are the people back in the kitchen, you mm-hmm. know, and that's not an easy job. You stand on your feet for hours on end. It's hot, yeah. and they're the people that's really and they, and you get to talk to them. They they love to talk to you, <laughs> and just it's just like, it's just a it's just an overall experience. And uh, uh, we have a lot of repeat customers. People come, mm-hmm. um, and I wanted to uh, talk about the, it's the taste of Louisville. So yes. that's all part of the title. The is in the in the title oh, okay. there, and you have the opportunity when you go on there. You can you. We also sell sponsorships, and we uh, so they can be uh, different titles or different sponsorships and different levels of sponsorship. Sponsorships come with tickets, come with tables, um, mm-hmm. get your uh, recognition of your organization or whatever you want. Oh, that's a good opportunity. Right, and then we we will will sell tables of eight. There's a discount mm-hmm. on buying a table of eight. Oh, okay. So, so there is a sit-down table well, element for a few, as well. For, for a few people sitting, for some people that want to sit down at tables mm-hmm. like that, or at least have a place where they can sit down. But mostly, well, it's what I described earlier. It's, you're walking, walking around. around. You just grab a small plate. You buy it off of it. There will be a trash can right there and drop your drop what you have remain or drop your plate off and just mm-hmm. go to the next go to the next place. And, and it's it's a lot of fun. That way you don't, like, walk around with, like, five different things. You just eat and go. Right, right. You get, yeah, I see people trying to juggle things in their hands. And it's, <laughs> It becomes a very interesting to watch them do right. that. Right. Definitely. Especially with if you're alternating. It sounds like you've got almost enough like liquor and beer distributors to alternate food, drink, food, drink. Yeah. And if you're doing that, and you don't water. want to carry too we'll many have things. Right. I think we're you gonna have will? Yeah, we're gonna now have focus. Yeah. <laughs> oh focus? So we'll have options too if oh, you know, if you're not a big drinker and, right. and you wanna <laughs> you know, just Maybe you're the designated driver. Yeah. Good. Um, it, it's not a big, I mean, people, we enjoy it. Mm-hmm. We enjoy the alcohol, but it's, it's, not, it's not a, it's not a blowout uh, derby party for a say. Right? Okay. Well, it's that's very, a good qualifier in these yeah, parts. It's very, it's very classy about it. People mm-hmm. typically dress up a little nicer, put some jackets on and, mm-hmm. and a lot of dresses. Yeah, it's balanced. That doesn't mean you can't come in a pair of shorts and, and oh, whatever, okay. but it's a, it's just a lot of fun. We all get together, and it's it's funny. It's just we see this, it's a lot of the same people, but we also see a lot of new people there too. Yeah, and hopefully you'll have even more new people that yeah. heard about you on this podcast. We hope so. So, if this is your first time tuning in to the Lou Review, go ahead and subscribe so you'll be notified for the next episode. Check out the Kentucky Restaurant Association on Facebook or on their website, and check out tickets to the Taste of Louisville Wednesday, October twelfth. 
at the Melwood Art Center. Mm -hmm. And we will see you in the next episode. Bye.